Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brawl Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Brawl. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Jaden. Oh, how we doing on this Thursday night as we're recording this? You know, it's probably my favorite day of basketball of all time because I could literally say every single one of my favorite teams played. Honestly, like, I don't use this word a lot. I'm getting giddy. Like, it's just that time of year. It's like, yep. it's like a semifinals week, and starting I'm just to, getting giddy. I'm starting to do that yearly watching March Madness highlights. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like the uh, One Shining Moment videos, I always love rewatching those. Oh, yeah. Just seeing all the old tournament players I used to love. and Absolutely. Sister Jean's coming back. Did you see that? Loyal yep. Chicago. Yes, sir. Uh, we will get into some NCAA, and today we're going to discuss that, and after that, we're going to talk about some crazy NFL news that's gone on, and right after that, we're going to preview the NFC East, and we have two Dirty Eagles fans on, the dirtiest fan base there is. I got to say, like, even though we've done, like, our two conferences, and, like, you know, that was fun and all, this is the one I've been excited for. Why? I don't know. It's just it's the fan bases of like every team in the NFC East, and we have so many friends that are NFC East fan. We decided to go with probably the Eagles, which is other than the Cowboys, it's fun to hate them because of the fan base, and I think we picked the right two. Yeah, we could have picked you know a lot of people for these spots, but we figured let's do the same team and let's get two different perspectives on the same team. Absolutely, we haven't done that other than the Broncos, kind of, but we haven't done that. Yeah, we we brought on one, but we're gonna see how two goes and. Maybe next episode we'll have two different teams do it and see how all three of them go. Absolutely. So let's get right in. Uh, today we saw some first-round matchups of the NCAA, NCAA tournament. Uh, Jaden, go ahead and do what you do best. Uh, okay, for anyone pointing this out to me, I predicted Duke to barely win. Okay, you can't beat a team by 43 times. They were, they were close to losing. I, I had that in my parlay. What about the other parts? Um, Michigan sold me, and Northwestern sold me, but Nova, I had them money line, so that was good. That's good. Very good. A um, couple games from today, if you didn't know. We saw Iowa beat Northwestern, uh, which ruined Jaden's parlay, and 11 Providence beat Butler, uh, 8 Villanova. They barely beat St. John's. I didn't watch this one, but that was a one-point game. Really? Yeah, a uh, super close game. Seven Duke comes back on Syracuse. Um, Jane, did you watch the game, or tell me about it? I Basically, when they started coming back, I had like a little moment where I wasn't working or wasn't doing anything while working and was able to tune in. Yeah, and I watched this one, um, and I just thought that, honestly, the Duke's resilience just couldn't be stopped. Once they kind of got that momentum – they just didn't stop. I mean, the t- as you know, the 2-3 works occasionally. Yeah, time on time. But I think we'll see Syracuse still be uh, sneaky if they get in the tourney. It's, a lot of teams don't play against a 2-3 zone anymore. No, and especially college, most of it's man. and Exactly. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like on top of what you're saying, just they're not practicing against that. Unless you're playing Syracuse. Uh, yeah. That- and like you, it's you know you know you're gonna have practice time. Yeah, unless you're playing Syracuse twice a year, like you are in the ACC, you won't be like as prepared for it as you can be. Since a lot of people haven't seen two three zone since high school, and like nowadays probably AU since a lot of high school teams run man. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Coach K coached it up, got his win, and was moving on. And we also saw six Kansas uh, beat West Virginia. And Oklahoma, probably the biggest stunner of the of the entire day, beats number three Baylor. Eastern Washington transfers, baby. The Ewell brothers, baby. Big Sky showing out. But I mean, I was I was talking about this with my dad earlier. We hi- we hype up Baylor's defense so much because it works so well in the tournament. Where as if you play someone you know, I feel like Oklahoma is better prepared for. It. Like we were talking about with the two three. They're better prepared for this Baylor defense than most other teams. 
Yeah, and I can totally understand that. It's just uh, it just really depends on who you're playing, and um, Baylor has most of the teams they play uh, in the tournament not ready for them. Exactly, or they only get a day to prepare for them. For sure. And uh, the other game I noticed, the top 25, the Arizona, they uh, snuck past Stanford. I think they won by four. Thought that one would be a little, a little bit bigger of a lead, but they won. Um, some other crazy games, though, not top 25 teams. Miami wins at overtime buzzer beater. Uh, if you didn't see it, it was a, a fast break buzzer beater. Really? You don't yeah. see those. No, the, they should have fouled for sure. And the team had the fast break and has literally just won it at the end with like 0.3 seconds left. It's March. That doesn't happen in February. Nope. Absolute madness. And uh, we saw Notre Dame go down. Uh, Jane, what did you see about that one? They got out-bullied. Yeah, I agree. I was able to watch the second half of this one. They, they just got outworked. Like, they didn't shoot that well. But, they, I mean, they just got outworked. They didn't look as physical. Not at all. And then uh, also lost you money today. We saw Indiana take down Michigan. They ended the game on like a 29 or something to nine run. Uh, wow. Yeah, Dave Portnoy screwed me. Because, I mean, I was, uh, I was on Twitter and he's like, you know what? Like, I forgot. Juwan Howard's back. Boys are going to come out with tempo, energy. Didn't watch a lick of the game and just saw an L. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd think that with their coach back, they do better, but nope, it was an L. And before we uh, talk Big Sky real quick, my buffs beat Oregon, so shout out to Boulder. Uh, on to the next one, probably going to have a really hard game because you got a lot of good teams in the Pac-12 right now. You have some legit UCLA, Arizona. You have some good, some good like round of 16 teams. I, I could see Arizona going a little farther. You think eight? I don't think four. No, I don't know. I don't think four, but I could see them making an eight. I mean, I'm not saying they uh, absolutely will, or if I'll put it I mean in a bracket, but I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna rule them out of an eight. Yeah, all right. But the problem is, is either they're in the south with Baylor and Kansas, or they're in the west with Gonzaga. Yes, and that's where the part I'm like, uh, I guess we'll see where they are in the bracket. Exactly. Uh, let's talk Big Sky, Jaden. Uh, you control this one because it was more depressing for me. Sac State got nothing on the Cats, baby. We rolling right now ever since that buzzer. But that being said, Montana is officially out. How's that feel? Uh, You're not used to this. You're not used to a Thursday loss. No, neither is Coach DeCure. Um, He's done pretty well in these tournaments in the past. And I just didn't see a spark today besides the first three minutes when we were up 12-2. to I was like... I was like, all right, here we go. Here's the tournament to cure coach I'm talking about. And then uh, right after that, just let it slip, 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 and they could not make a shot. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the uh, sophomore trio being spotty. And I mean, when you're on, you're on. When you're off, you're off. And it was a bad day to be off. Yeah, really unfortunate. And so a few other ones. Portland State advances with the win over Southern Utah. Any shocker there? Southern Utah's had a good basketball team in the past, but I think Portland State, um, I watched them play the Grizz earlier this, this season for, I think, I think I watched the second half of that game. And they've got some dogs. I mean, they've got some real good athletes. It seems like they're very physical, and I think that's what they did against Southern Utah. So it was an upset. Portland State upset. Portland State upset. Good for them. Seven seed, Portland State. And they don't have to play the number one next round. No. And it looks like Northern Colorado will beat Eastern, which makes the semis Weber versus MSU and Northern Colorado versus Portland State. I think we both agree the MSU-Weber one will be more entertaining. Yep, I think the winner of that one takes the whole thing. I think so, too. That That's a battle-tested team. And of course, Big Sky is a one-bid team, so if you lose, you're done. You know who I'm rooting for now, though? Cinderella, Port- Portland State, Portland State, <laughs> man, Cinderella, seven seed in the Big Sky, the Vikes, uh, baby, the Vikes. Ah, uh, they probably won't do it, but if they did, that would be sweet. That would be fun. I think that would be their first tournament appearance. Well, that pretty much wraps up the NCAA from the first day. Uh, next time we have a pod this weekend, we'll probably break down more games that happened, or we could be talking about Selection Sunday. We, um, yeah, we could be going into the bracket a little. 
yeah, we could we're gonna talk it out when we're gonna do next pod, but uh next uh next pod's gonna be big for NCAA basketball. Absolutely. With that being said though, let's move on. Let's get into the NFL free agency and trades. If you don't know by Schmitty's Instagram, Russell Wilson is going to Denver. Special guest coming on, we have a Broncos fan, Garrett Deal, here to talk about the Russ trade and only the Russ trade. Garrett, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? How are you boys doing? Not too bad, eh? Doing damn well after the couple last couple days. How could you not be? I mean, that's was a blockbuster trade for Denver right there. So in the morning, I do have to ask, in the morning were you pissed Aaron was staying in uh Green Bay before Russ got announced? Oh yeah, I was actually I was a little sad. I I skipped class that morning actually because yeah, I, that was the reason. I, yeah, I didn't get out of bed that morning, and uh, but then later that day, I didn't even check my phone, but I got a text from my friend and saw that it happened, and I was like, wow, this is really gonna be like a prove it all season for Denver, though. I think every Broncos fans knew exactly where they were when they found out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh... Oh my gosh! Now you just like look at our receivers and their potential. I know I was a little upset to get rid of Fant because I, I was a huge, huge fan of Noah Fant. No yeah. more dagger. Yeah, I mean, it's my Madden strategy is gonna have to change with using Denver now. But that's what I heard. I heard you're the dagger guy. Oh yeah, I mean, Fant's always open. He's but fast, it's, man. It's tough to lose him, but beyond that, I mean, to get Russ, like. We're really going to see, like, the potential in all our receivers. Like, I think Jerry Judy could go off this year. The, the next Devontae Adams is Judy. It's my opinion. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just like an elite route runner. So, I think the Broncos are in a win-now stage now with all those picks gone? I mean, yeah, I'd say so for sure, especially if we could get, like, a, another big free agent, like, on the edge, like, I don't know, like a Chandler Jones or, like, like Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, he was hitting at a return. But, yeah, I, I think so because, I mean, a lot of Denver fans, and, I mean, I've even said this, but, like, we're just a quarterback away. And now it's like we got our quarterback. So, it's like if the Broncos at least don't make playoffs next year, it's like obviously we had a lot more issues than just a quarterback. Yeah, I think if that happens, it's got to be, like, O-line, D-line, or our receivers actually aren't that good. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely find some stuff out if, like, we're not winning games with Russ. It's an eye-opener season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that'll happen, though. I think, I think this team – I don't think Super Bowl – like, obviously, Super Bowl is, like, a thought now. But I don't think it's, like, the get to the Super Bowl now because Russ has got probably five, six, I don't know, seven years with us till he retires. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I already hear they're talking about trying to get an extension with him even before the season starts and kind of restructure his contract, which that would be huge too. But, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Like, I think Broncos fans would just be happy to go back to the playoffs this year, honestly. Yeah, it's been sad watching the stadium not be full. Oh, yeah. I mean, people leaving games early, but, like, I mean, I understand. Like, some of the games are just tough to watch. Yeah, and part of it, I think, last season was – like, I kind of feel bad for some of the players because I think the coaching was so bad, like like worse in the league offensively. Yeah, these did not know how to call plays. There's no creative aspect. It was like every team knew what we were doing before we snapped it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there wasn't – I mean, you're 100% right. Like, there just wasn't really too much creativity in the plays. And no really just – yeah, got like – I mean, Fangio is, like, a defensive coach, so, like, it does make sense. But yeah, it's still just tough to watch. And, I mean, it was even kind of tough for some of the players, like, you're right, like, Locke. Like, I mean, if we would have had to go – or, like, going into the season, if we had to be, like, let's – like yeah, Locke. we got nothing else We have if we were riding Locke. I mean, I, I think Nathaniel Hackett could, have, like, do a little bit better than all these other guys. Like, he might be, like, a formidable quarterback in some aspects. What do you think about him, Hackett? I mean – he hasn't called plays since he was on the Jaguars, but that was the year they did go to the AFC championship and he was kind of working that offense with Bortles. So, I mean, if he was doing that with him, couldn't imagine it'd be any worse with Russ. I bet he's got such a chub on for, Oh, he's in, he's got his family's got to be in heaven right now. Oh yeah. I mean, this is like surreal. Like I was a little upset. Like when, 
yeah, like Rodgers didn't sign. But right after I heard this, I was almost happier because, I mean, I think Russ has a couple more years than Rodgers does. So I was like, if we have like a quarterback for like more of our future now. Yeah, and like he's a Walter Payton player of the year. So that's so hard to win. Yeah. And this shows how great of a guy he is. Locker room, I've, you know, you hear he's awesome. He's two Super Bowls. First quarterback to beat a team in the Super Bowl and then join them. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's pretty awesome. But, I mean, yeah, what? He only missed – I think he missed the playoffs two years in Seattle, one of them being this last year when he was hurt for most of the year. So, I mean, he's just a winner. And, he like, he proved it winning that Super Bowl early in his career and, like, hasn't been back since. But he's always in the playoffs. Yeah. No, it's – I think he's used to winning, and I think he's going to bring that to us. I mean, we deserve it. The last four years has been like watching pain dry. Oh, I know. I mean, it's, it's been tough to watch with how many quarterbacks we've cycled through, too. What was it? Um, I saw 11, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's like the most in the league, which is crazy when you think of all the teams, like the, I don't know, like Jets, Jaguars, like just like bad teams like that. But like Broncos just have been like running through quarterbacks. Yeah, it's it's been awful. I think the main reason is we won the Super Bowl on defense and then everyone left. But we were like, let's just keep this defensive like mindset for four straight years. That's why they brought in Fangio and it did not work. No, I mean all the coaches they brought in, like Vance Joseph, he was like a D coordinator, like all those guys were. And I mean, like yeah, at a certain point like you just gotta realize like let's switch it up. And I think that's kind of what the new GM like Payton's doing, which like obviously he's making some big moves. So like, I said it yesterday. Put him in the ring of fame already. Oh, I know. I mean, this is like one of the biggest trades like in NFL history, almost. Like, yeah. DBS was ranking as like number three or something. And it's and it's it brings up the newest awesome thing. I've been waiting to tell a Broncos fan this. Anytime a, another team's like giving a shit, like their quarterbacks doing well. Well, all we got to say is he'll be on the Broncos someday. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, somebody was asking me, like, would you just be okay if, like, like Denver's kind of just the place where great quarterbacks go to die? And I was like, yeah, dude, absolutely. If, like, we can make a Super Bowl run, like, every five years, I'd be like, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll just watch other sports until uh, every five years rolls around. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, having a young quarterback like Herbert or, like, Joe Burrow, yeah, that would be sweet, but, like <laughs> – you just haven't been drafting well, so I don't know. No, we'll just we'll just sign you. We'll just sign and trade for you. Yeah, it's been working out. Proved it with Peyton. Let's see if we can get it done with Russell. Yeah, if if he gets it done, I think in the future, literally, will actually other quarterbacks will be like, all right, well, it kind of happened twice. Like, oh, yeah, well, I think Denver would just keep that same mindset where it's like, let's just keep this defense together. Like, let's build the D always, and just like keep like, bringing in new studs. Go through some shit years with some rookie or something that try out, but then just bring in like Archie Manning. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I don't know, that'd be pretty sweet. But I'm excited for sure. Yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited. I have an internship in in Denver this summer, so I'm gonna try and go to training camp and just try and see him, just try and watch in person. No, that'd be so awesome. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I get close. I don't know, but. Um, Anything else you want to, Jaden, you think? I just love how you two were talking about like, the last four years was your entire life. I have been a fucking Dolphins fan. It well, literally has been my entire life. You don't remember the Chad Henney years. I do. Sorry, we, Super Bowl champ Chad Henney now. We're used to success, so it's hard. Yeah, I'm used to not having that. Okay? We had Jay Cutler, who was pre-retired. Hey, you we chose had Adam Gase. You chose a team ten thousand miles away. It's sunny. It's Florida. Dude, and I'm pretty sure you yeah, like an Ace Ventura. That the Dolphins were gonna finish with a better record next year. I never said that. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me clear this up. Because me Uh-oh. and me and Garrett, we're having this bit over text. Well, this so I Russ? said that this had nothing to do with Russ. There is rumors that uh, JC Jackson will sign with Miami. He is in Miami currently. And so I said my Madden defense is going to be strappy, press man only. And Garrett's like, oh, yeah, Broncos will still have a better D. And I was saying, like, after J.C. Jackson, I'm not so sure about that. We will have a better defense. No, you won't. No, I really don't won't. think so, dude. I don't think so. We have the highest graded safety 
in man to man. We have one of the highest graded corners already in man to man. So do we. So do we. We, you yeah. can we have the number one. We have the number one. Yeah. You can't bring up Pat Sertan. We have his father. We have his daddy. <laughs> no, dude. Pat's a lock. He was already top ten in his rookie year. He held – oops. This is a debate for another time. We'll yeah, bring it on. Just talk about – if if the trade happens. If it doesn't happen, Broncos have a better D. If it does, this is a great argument. Boy, I think he's just a free agent, isn't he? Yeah. And he's in Miami right now. Shut up, Jaden. All right. Moving on. This is this is a debate for another time. Obviously, we don't know if it's going to happen or not. So, moving on to the next big trade. Chargers made a splash so far. Jaden, Cleo Mack uh, traded to the Chargers in exchange for some picks, basically a second rounder. And then Mike Williams, a uh, three-year, $60 million contract. What are you thinking, Jaden? I don't know why. It might be just because every time I think of Khalil Mack, I remember the dominance and uh, – on the Raiders, but every time I see him get traded, I was like, why are you trading your entire defense? But then I have to remember, like, he might not be their entire defense anymore. I don't think he has the same pop he used to. No. I mean, the pop he had, though, was... Oh, insane. yeah, it's Aaron Donald-esque. Aaron Donald mixed with Bobby Wagner. Yeah, just like a... a I don't even know how to compare it, but yeah, no, I agree. Khalil Mack... Uh, was just as good or if better at Von Miller at one point. And I'm a Broncos fan, so I'll be the first to admit it. He's a dog. But not anymore, in my opinion. I'm, I don't think the Chargers will, won that trade. It will help Joey Bosa, though. Yeah, and they do need is, defense. Their, their defense needs help. Yeah, they got they got another stud now. So they have Derwin James and these, Joey. Two, these two studs on the, on the D-line with Joey and Khalil. So... Defense will be a little more scary for AFC West quarterbacks. The run day will help. I think signing Mike Williams helps you, but let's move on to the next team. Another big splash after all the conspiracy and everything. I was wrong. Rodgers did go back. Um, I think all of us Broncos fans understand that we were just clinging on for any help, and we got it. But I'm, Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're happy with the outcome, though. Yeah, and I – I started thinking about it, and Wilson's younger. He's more of a, a locker room guy. He doesn't have this petty bullshit, you know. I, I am happy with Russ, so. But don't get me wrong. Rodgers is still the MVP. Yeah, and yeah, but you don't have to keep him happy every second of every day. No, he's not your girlfriend, and that's what Rodgers is to the Packers. With that being said, though, Rodgers is about to be the most paid player in NFL history, signing a four-year, 220 or $200 million contract. Maybe it is not confirmed, but what I love is right before that, the Packers did say they were re-signing Rodgers, but it was going to be cap-friendly. Oh, $153 million of it guaranteed. I forgot to mention that part. I want to break down some numbers for you just for people <laughs> to understand how much money this is. $200 million, and you divide that by four. So... He's making $50 million a year. And then every single day, the man makes $136,000. Every single hour, that man is making five k. And then I mean, every, every – sorry, one more. Every single minute, that man is making $90. He's making more a minute than I do an hour. And if I want to go down to it, He's making $2 every second. So, wow. That's, that's fuck you money. I think. Bro, like, come on. That's, that's the, that's the, the that's the definition of fuck you money right there. Yep. That's paying the girlfriend. Yeah. I, wow. All right. Let's, let's move on since everyone loves Aaron Rodgers. I haven't found a person who actually likes this next trade, but it is Carson Wentz being named the first quarterback of the Washington Commanders. What a, what a guy to, to rep your new brand, huh? Absolutely, the vegan. <laughs> yeah, interesting pick, and they are an interesting trade, and his contract sucks for them because it sucks all the money out that they could sucks use. Sucks all that cap. Everything. So they they have Wentz now. Woohoo! Eagles fans, 
you're either going to be loving or hating it. There's no other way in between. They're going to be loving it. That's my opinion. But it would be pretty cool if Wentz just goes nasty and then just destroys the Eagles two years, two times a year, every year. Like, like a Drew Locke thing. I'm telling you. Nah, I'm not giving up on Drew Locke yet. I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not, but he's not in our division. We don't play him twice a year. Yeah, so now you're not. Nah, I, I, he's in the NFC. I can, I can root for him all day. I don't even think we'll, That's even, true. we'll even see him in the playoffs. You'll never touch that, man, yeah. That's going to be like a week 11 like sleeper game. I can confidently say we will never play Drew Locke in the Super Bowl, and I will do something outrageous if that actually happens, but there's no way. Hey, no one thought the Detroit Lions were going to get the 32nd pick, but here they are. <sighs> yeah, it, miracles happen. Asterisks, baby. Asterisks. And the last uh, signing we saw, um, probably the least important signing, but for the team it's important. Um, still matters. I, yeah, it still matters. Titans extend their stud, Harold Landry. Five-year, $87 million. That's a lot. That's – yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that's probably most of the signings, big signings we've seen in trades. But it is time now to talk our division preview of the week it's going to be the nfc east we're here joined with some guests right now talking nfc east we've got some eagles fans in here one of the weirdest fan bases out there not really but <laughs> i'm joined by my buddy colton reichenbach how are you colton i'm pretty good just chilling and so then much enthusiasm on that one <laughs> Colton's a, a low, like a low-key uh, fan. Like he's just, and then Jaden, want to introduce your buddy you brought on the show. All right. Now, when we were talking about division, bringing on guests, I automatically knew this guy was coming on. He's probably he, – he makes you hate the Eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Aiden Patrice. What's up, everybody? The kid from Butte. Yeah. Butte, Montana. The diehard Eagles fan. You see everywhere, huh, with the Eagles gear on. Hey, we love diehards. We were just talking about it. Uh, diehards in the show is what we want. And thanks for being on the show, Aiden. Um, I wanted to talk some NFC stats really quick before we start discussing individual teams. Um, the NFC East was formed in 1967 as the National Football League Capital Division. The division was so named this because it was centered around the capital of the U.S., Washington, D.C., and the country's birthplace, Philadelphia. The NFC East is currently the only division in the league in which all four current teams have won at least one Super Bowl and have appeared in multiple Super Bowls. And the last thing I have is you may be surprised to hear this, but the NFC East teams have combined to be the most successful division in the NFL since the 1970 NFL merger with 21 NFC championships and 13 Super Bowl victories, the highest mark of any division in the NFL. What do you think of Eagles fans when you hear that about the division and we know how it's kind of eh right now? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of NFC Lee slander, but when you look back on it, most Super Bowls out of any division. But, I mean, obviously right now it's a pretty weak division. What about yeah, you, I think, yeah, I was just going to say over the past few years we've been a little weak, but I still think like if you date back to 2018 and – 2017 and before then, I still think we we're a strong, strong division. I yeah, think I just over the years, we just increasingly just are kind of in a situational rebuild. But yeah, and I mean, we can see that with looking at these stats here. I mean, they've done well. Um, this division's done well, which will take us into our first team, uh, the new named Commanders, Jaden. I want you to tell me your opinion on the new name. <laughs> I don't know who's their PR team, but that's terrible. I did hear they're stealing from the Steelers. Terrible towel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comrags. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dude, uh, that's awful, especially with how bad that stadium is and infrastructure. Oh, if you want an injury, go play in Washington. Anyway, first things first, quarterback, new quarterback, Carson Wentz. I know you two Eagles fans will have a lot to say about him, good or bad. Yeah, what do we think about that? I mean, uh, it sucks to see Wentz. I, I, I really liked Wentz when he was in Philly, but it kind of sucks to see. He's just lost his swag, man. Ever since the injuries, he's lost his swag. I don't know if he's got, got it in him. 
he turned vegan. Did he really? After those injuries, he turned vegan. Wow. Colton, what about you? Yeah, I think I think he's just dealt with some tough coaching and hard coaching on him, and I think he just doesn't have the mindset to really take the hard coaching. And it's kind of showed, and I don't know. I think he'll be all right, but it depends on how this coach deals with him and if he's actually going to be an instant starter or if he's going to have to battle. Yeah, because we saw Heineke uh, there. He's not awful, but, I mean, he'll put up a, a good training camp battle. I can guarantee that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when we look at the last year, they were named the Washington football team. Uh, when we look at the football team last year, they finished 7-10 and 10 overall. Um, their offense and defense was ranked about the same. 21st ranked offense, 22nd ranked defense. Pretty low, Jaden. Um, why? What do you think? Why? Why? They need help in just about every position. Other than they have great young talent, don't get me wrong. Terry McLaurin's not really considered young, but he's still considered young for, like, you know, receivers nowadays. And then Chase Young, if he could stay healthy, he could be a tear in the league. Other than that, they have no one. Yeah, no, I agree. And when we look at their season, they started season two and two. Then they lost four in a row. And then they won four in a row. And then they lost four in a row. So kind of kind of a weird year for them. Um, why do you think uh, they were so hot and cold? Uh, anyone wants to get in? You guys can take this one. I... Um, I don't know. I think it's just honestly consistency at the quarterback. They, I don't know. That Chase Young injury was big for them too. I hate saying that, but it probably was. But. Like Jaden yeah. said, there's so many holes in Washington. Literally, yeah. No, and we and we definitely saw that with such an up and down year, and that kind of takes us into the the rebuild they're in. And let's talk draft, uh, Jaden. Who did you have them taking first round? All right, so they got the 11th pick first round. We've talked about this guy a lot on the podcast. I'm taking the linebacker from Utah, Devin Lloyd. Yep, yep. I'm with you there. I think Lloyd is going to help them day one he's a day one starter and out of the combine I think they're looking at both speed and size and I think that's what you get with Lloyd he ran off I don't know the official time but the unofficial time was a 4-4-4 yeah and so I, I mean, mean that's fast yeah box to box and and in the perimeter this guy can get the job done yeah and I think second round um they add to their receiving core to help once out a little bit. I think they had David Bell, receiver Purdue. Um, there's several, you know, routes they could take, but David Bell is capable of doing a little bit of everything from the receiver position on his uh, scouting report. He's capable of stretching the field, yet he's possibly even more effective doing damage after the catch, which I think they need a playmaker. They need someone to get plays going downfield. They need help. They need to help Terry McLaurin out. Eagles fans, where do we see the commanders? Uh, how do we see them doing next season, and where do you see them in the division? I would say I can. I see them around the same position, three to four, just because of quarterback play. I mean, it all depends, and really how this defense um, turns out without Chase. For um, I assume he's going to be out for a few games um, with yeah. that ACL tear. So I still think. I think they're, they'll be decent, but I don't know if they're going to be a top team. I still think they're going to be three or four. Battle out with Giants. You agree, Aiden? Oh, yeah. He hit it spot on. I mean, them and the Giants will always have their dog fight. But, I mean, I, I think Washington's definitely better than New York, but they're definitely below Philly and Dallas. Yeah, well said. And speaking of the Giants, we're going to move on to them. And, Jaden, do you have an opinion of the Giants last season? Other than the fact that they were probably the second worst team in New York now. They were really bad last year. Offense ranked 31st in the league. I haven't seen the Giants that low in a long time. And they were a little bit better on defense. Uh, they have a good secondary. 21st in the league, but they ended up finishing 4-13 and 13 overall. Started season rough, 
0-3. Uh, took an L to my Broncos week one, and they took an L to the football team and the Falcons. Not great, so I think they kind of saw right away that there's work to be done. But they did beat the Saints for the first win, and then they lost back-to-back at Dallas and versus the Rams. So they ended up just kind of doing that the rest of the season, just back and forth a little bit, and they went on a fat losing streak. Ended the year six losses in a row. What, Eagles fans, tell me what you think uh, you see this Giants team getting in the offseason or draft. What position group do you think they they use? Because you guys play them twice a year, so. Yeah, I got to say line. Their line is just horrible. But I could also see them taking a corner, somebody on defense, too. I They got that the fifth and the seventh, right? Correct. They have the fifth and the seventh pick this year. Yeah, so I mean, they could get a top tier player, just depending where they, what they want, and where they're at. How about you, Colton? Yeah, I'm. I'm still. You know, Giants are always great about drafting a linebacker for some reason. So I honestly think they'll once again do that. Um, I, for some reason, I think their receiving core is fine, but they have. It seems like they have a running back issue and. They, I don't know if what they'll do with that. They, I, I'd assume they won't, they won't draft one, but they might try to do something about moving on with Saquon, his injury prone. Do all yeah. three of you see Saquon as the Giants starting running back next season? Biasly, I do not. He's coming to Miami. <laughs> Probably not. Anyways, Colton, what about you? Yeah, I think, um, I think he might start a few games, but I definitely think if he doesn't show any progress or anything like that, I definitely think they'd try to move on from him quickly. How about you, Aiden? Do you think Saquon is is the guy again rolling in next season? Yeah, I yeah, I think he'll be the starter uh, at the start of that season. I just think it's too early to let, let go of Saquon completely. But the injuries do suck for him. But I don't know. We'll see if he can stay healthy. For sure, for sure. Um, Jane, who do you see him taking with that fifth pick? Uh, I got the DN from Georgia and Trayvon Walker. He was ranked twice – or, sorry, the Giants were ranked 22nd in the league for sacks. So, as you guys were saying, O-line, I'm saying – I have a philosophy. You have to be good at one thing to be good at both. So, I think they have to bump up their defense. And he didn't really, has, he didn't really have the numbers as the other guys on the Georgia D-line who all might be lottery picks. But he still had six sacks, 29 pressures, and he ran a 4.51 at 272 pounds. Yeah, very impressive. And I would not be surprised to see him as well go fifth. And seventh, I kind of have mixed feelings about the Ohio State receivers, but I think Garrett Wilson goes first. Um, as we saw last year, Kenny Galladay led the Giants in receiving with only a 521 yards. And Evan Ingram led the team in catches, so there needs to be there needs to be another another weapon. I think they take Garrett Wilson. Um, he's just got great elite body control in his scouting combine, and he's got a big catch radius. And I think New York, I think New York would benefit that very well. Uh, I Eagle, I, oh, I agree. Uh, I agree with that. He ran a four three eight at the combine, and last year the. Giants really struggled with injuries at the receiver position. So I think with Cradarius Tony coming back, getting a guy like Garrett Wilson will help. For sure. And uh, Eagles fans, where do you see this Giants next season in the NFC East? How do you see them doing? Um, I would have to say last or third, honestly. I think the Giants got a lot of room for that rebuild to be complete, but – For some reason, they love beating the Eagles when they have no business beating them. The Giants are always good for a game on Philly, as much as I hate to admit it. But I don't know. I feel like the Giants can win some big games, but I don't think it'll be enough. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I after looking at them the previous year from last year, their DBs were crazy. They were just insanely good, and then – Going into this this last year, they were just – I feel like they they weren't that great. 
So I feel like they're definitely missing some holes, and I don't know if they're going to be able to fill them completely going into this season. And again, I I do think they're going to be the last in the division, or at least competing with um, Washington for that spot. What about you, Jaden? Before we move on to the Cowgirls, they, yeah, they're going to be in the bottom of the division, fighting for the scraps. Going to be the Boneyard Giants. Yeah. Although they are taking Arnold Ebedeki, the end from Penn State. Sorry, I just really want to take that name. Second round. You said it really well. I know. I've been practicing. boy. Step-by-step becoming a play-by-play commentator. But I, d- I do think they will improve offensively with uh, head coach Brian Dable. Yeah, Bill's offensive coordinator coming over there. Um, could be start of something new. I mean, when you have a new OC as your head coach, you're going to see some flair. Yeah. I mean, other than... Mike McDaniel, I wanted Dable in Miami, so I was kind of pissed when he went to the Giants. Yeah, but at least you have uh... – Oh, Mike McDaniel? Yeah, that's right. All right, getting to the third team of the division we're talking about, probably uh, one that's going to be a little bit more heated because it is the Cowgirls, the Cowboys, the Cowfucks, anything you call them out there. Um, probably America's most loved team at one point and America's most hated team at one point. So – what did we see last year from the Cowboys? I mean, they, Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Dallas. Probably that's my least favorite team in any sport are the Dallas Cowboys. But I don't know. They cleaned up the division. But I don't know, man. I don't have much to say about Dallas. Nothing good, at least. That's fair from an Eagles fan. And, yeah, I, I saw a good offense last year just fall apart some different weeks of the season, and then it showed in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, oh, this yeah. team has a lot of talent offensively. I think yeah. Zeke is a little overrated, but they do have Tony Pollard. So, I mean, they have depth at running back. They have really good receivers, which Amari Cooper might be leaving. We don't know yet. CeeDee Lamb. Yep. And they're then, got, they're yeah. They're going to hit him. Yeah, and then on the flip side, I mean, you have great young talent. I think, although, I don't know, I'm kind of torn on Diggs because I do believe he's the best ball hawk in the league, but he's also one of the worst corners in the league, if that makes sense. Colton, do you think Zeke Elliott is overrated? Uh, I mean, for putting up big numbers a game, I think he is, yeah. But when he gets goal line, I mean, I, I still think he's a force to be reckoned with down there. I just don't think he's that premium running back that's going to be getting you 100, 150 yards a game. Oh, I'm totally understood. I'm kind of with you there on that aspect. Um, when we look at their season last year, they finished 12-5 and five overall, and their offense was ranked the best in the league at number one. They had the most points scored, and their defense was the opposite. They did get a stud in Micah Parsons. Um, he's awesome. Honestly, he's very awesome. But they ranked low and were 19th total in yards. So they started the season uh, with an L to the defending champs, the Buccaneers, and then they got hot. They got really hot. They won six in a row. They were six and one. Uh, people were real hyped about the Cowboys until my Denver Broncos rolled into town. Uh, Broncos pooped on them and made them rethink what's going on. And they kind of were eh a little bit the rest of the season. They easily won the next week at Atlanta, but then they lost to two more AFC West opponents, the Raiders in overtime, and then they lost to the Chiefs. And as their schedule is a little bit easier, they got hot again and won four in a row and basically rode into the playoffs after a loss to Arizona. Eagles fans, I know you don't want to talk about it, but let's talk about that playoff game. What what were our reactions? What were we thinking? Um, for our playoff game, are you talking or Dallas? Dallas losing in the last oh, that's 13 what, seconds. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, not your game. Dallas's game. Oh, it was predictable, honestly. I I haven't really gotten nervous about a Dallas Super Bowl and as long as I've pretty much been alive and a fan of the Eagles. Cause but they're it's always there every for, year. Exactly. It's all, you always see a choke in the playoffs from Dallas. It is, it is nice to see. What about you, Colton? Yeah, it was good to see. I mean, if, if you guys have been following on Instagram or anything like that, I think that's where the Super Bowl is going to be held 
um, next year is going to be Dallas because they'll never win. They'll never get home field advantage. So we'll never see that happen. I don't think it's in Dallas next year. No, he's he's saying oh, the NFL oh, is trying yeah. to yeah. yeah the NFL is trying to not let Yo, home field advantage happen. So they're just gonna have it in Dallas every year. I got you. I got you. That's I got good. it. That was funny. I'm a little, I'm a little slow. Um, but yeah, they took an L to the Niners at home. They were shocked by Debo and the gang, uh, losing 23 to 17. And Dallas fans were down bad, absolutely down bad. They thought it was their year, just like every year. But they had a little more promise with that offense. Now, returning to the page, Cowboys draft. Jaden, who do you see the Cowboys taking first round? Uh, with that playoff round, they kind of got a late draft pick. So, at 24, I think they're taking Trevor Penning, the uh, the tackle from Northern Iowa. I think Tyron Smith always getting hurt. You kind of need depth at that offensive line position. I think this is the guy for it. Yeah, I'm with you on the O-line. I think they're going O-line as well. Just they're going to go interior with Kenyon Green because right now uh, Connor Williams, who they have, drew the most second penalties in the league. And basically they need to think about replacing him because that's not not ideal. And I think he's a, he's a good fit. 6'4", he's a big boy. Um, two-time consensus All-American for Texas A&M. And I think he will be good in the home state of Texas. Now, second round, I have them taking a defensive lineman, Travis Jones, Connecticut. And I think the big six foot five man will just beef up that defense more for the run game. Jaden, what do you see? Uh, I have them taking Jaquan Brisker, the safety from, from Penn State. Other than Diggs, the secondary is terrible. They need help at I think they need help in the secondary more than they need help on the D-line because they do have Micah Parsons. Yeah, no, totally fair. And this is probably my, one of the most questions I've been waiting to ask these Eagles fans because this will be a good one. Where do you see the Cowboys next season? How are they doing? Biasly and unbiasedly. Nope, just your, nat- yep, just your natural answer. Um, biasly second, unbiasedly second as well. Wow. So you see him you see him doing second. Right below Philly. All right, how come? I don't know. I we're gonna have a big off season. I'll wait to talk about the off season, but we're gonna have just a monstrous off season. Hertz is gonna take that take that next step to being a star quarterback. And the Cowboys just don't have enough, huh? Mm And I've been seeing a lot of I don't know, articles lately. So I've seen one on Cooper, Gallup I've seen, that Lawrence, just a lot of problems there with contract cap space. So it, we, we might see a different Dallas team than we did last year. Well said. What about you, Colton? I think I think it will be a little battle between Philly and Dallas, honestly. I think it could swing either way. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think Dallas is going to win as many games as they did this year. But I, I think we'll be neck and neck until the end, just like most of these um, division games have been. And we could possibly pull to be number one, but I think Dallas could be just in the same boat. Yeah, well, well said, Jaden. What do you got? I, get, I mean. I have this team finishing second in the East because the NFC East hasn't had a back-to-back champion since the Eagles with Andy Reid. And then I do have them losing another divisional. Oof. Oof. Cowboys I just don't – I, I don't think there's going to be any improvement from last season to next with this team. They're just going to try to copy what they do every year. Fair. And just like – Aiden was saying before they've got some cap problems and we could see a total different Cowboys team. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of with Colton on his opinion. Um, we could see a Cowboys take it at the end or we could see the Eagles take it at the end. That's kind of how I'm seeing it. All right. It's time to talk about your beloved freaking Eagles. What is our personal opinion on the Eagles last season? Whoever wants to go first. Um, honestly, I wasn't expecting, well, I mean, every season I have high standards. It's, I don't know why, but they definitely 
overachieved, I'd say, because not a lot of people saw him like actually making the playoffs and everything. So I said it was probably a pretty solid season. But you, Colton, what did you see? Yeah, I mean, I went. I was able to go to the opening game versus Atlanta, and what I saw was them really shine. And at the time, I'm like, dang, this team's actually gonna be able to pull away in the division and possibly be number one. But they had some tough games, and um, it kind of showed in like a four game stretch where we were t- uh, matched up against four or three powerhouse. Um, offenses so we took an L there but I think they did end up pulling it off and being able to make the playoffs and I think for Hertz's first actual year playing I think it was um, actually a pretty good season yeah yeah for sure and I think one of the good things from this Eagle season is they had a hard schedule like I was doing the schedule uh, reporting before this and uh, they definitely have the hardest schedule in the division. Um, they finished 9-8 and eight overall, and their offense ranked 14th in the league. And I was actually surprised to see that their defense was top 10. It was t- ranked 10th in the league. So good on Eagles uh, getting their defense up. But it wasn't a bad season, like you guys were saying, um, up and down. And they did overachieve some, some thoughts for some fans. And um, they won week one at the Falcons. Colton was there. And – it was a good luck charm because the next three, L, L, L. Niners, Cowboys, Chiefs. It's a tough lineup. It's a real tough lineup to play in the beginning of the season. So right after that, they win at the Panthers. And, you know, high, hopes are a little high, getting a little rowdy again. Then they drop two in a row again because they have to play the Bucks and the Raiders, who were doing well at this time of the season. So it's kind of, mm, you know, they beat the Lions on the road, and then they lose to the Chargers uh, in the next week. So, I think you guys started to see a little roller coaster. Explain what you were feeling midseason. Um, so yeah, mids. It was nice to see that Week One win against Atlanta. But like you're saying, once we started playing these contenders, it they're just not uh, good enough, honestly. Yet I'm gonna say yet. But yeah, I I saw a stat where if they went up against a bad passer then they would pretty much strap them. But if they went up against a guy like Mahomes or Brady, say, even Derek Carr, I was at that game when Carr well, – I can't remember the stat. It was like second in completion percentage or something in a game. And you just – it's disappointing seeing them play these contenders and pretty much get blown out. Kind of sounds like when they play a, a quarterback that can manage the game, they have a little bit of trouble. Yeah, exactly. They just – I don't know. Their secondary probably isn't there, but yeah, because Mahomes torched them. Herbert did. Carr did. Yeah, just these elite passers kill them. What about you, Colton? What were you thinking? Yeah, I was, I'm in the same boat. I mean, when it became a matchup between those any of those teams, there's really not a lot of hope before the game started. Like, in the first quarter, you're like, oh, yeah, we're doing all right. But as it progressed, you're like, oh, damn. You can just see them about to take off. And like he was saying, our secondary wasn't – I think we were fine. I think it was more of our pass rush wasn't able to get there around midseason. I think we – when Brandon Graham got hurt, we really just saw a little fall on Fletcher Cox. He wasn't really productive. And then – our DNs just weren't really getting getting to the quarterback. Oh, well said, well said. And when we start looking at the, the rest of the season, it, it was better, definitely, because uh, unfortunately for me, they came into Denver, beat my Broncos, and they took care of the Saints at home. So they went a uh, little streak right there. They had a really bad loss to the Giants, though. Actually, I remember watching that game. Um, that they, did, they just didn't look like they had any – I don't know if it was energy or a spurt, but I remember that game was a little boring to watch on both sides. The Giants barely won. And then in the season, winning three in a row, which was awesome before losing to Dallas in their final week. Um, how were we feeling before the first round versus the Bucks, boys? 
Um, I had a lot of confidence, honestly. I was pretty high on the horse about the Eagles. I mean, we had some swagger going into that game, but just came out flat-footed, and the Bucks were a far better team. Yeah, you saw our passing game just kind of honestly crap the bed on, like, we cannot pass whatsoever. And I think, can't remember what they said, but they said that um, Jalen Hurts couldn't read coverages and that was kind of spot on. That's what the Bucks were saying about Hurts. So, like, before the game, I thought we were going to be decent off because the Bucks were missing some key offensive players and they just found other people to take those spots. So, it's just unfortunate. What about you, Jaden? I haven't asked you much about the Eagles yet. I think offensively they're moving in the right direction. Going into that uh, the Bucks game, I knew they would have to win by the pass, and it didn't happen because you can't run on that Bucks D line. But I mean, coming into the season, they have a new coach. Uh, I think they are the swaggiest team in football. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they came out to the Super Bowl with Meek Mill. But I've always just pictured like Eagles swag. Just I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited for this team. I honestly am. If it weren't for the Dolphins, I'd probably be an Eagles fan. All right. Didn't know that, so that's interesting. But <laughs> let's talk draft. I'm a surprising man. Eagles are blessed with the best draft, in my opinion, this year. They have three first-round picks. You're 15, welcome. 16, and 19. Thank you to the Dolphins. You're welcome. Boys, before I give my picks, who do we want to see – being taken by Philadelphia in April. So, I mean, you got to hope Sauce Gardner lands there, but I just don't think he's going to fall that far. He had a great combine, but obviously Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah, N'Kobe Dean would be awesome from Georgia. And then we definitely got to address the pass rush. I mean, Karloftis, I think his name is from Purdue, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he would be awesome to have. And I wouldn't be mad at a – wide receiver honestly just Wilson yeah honestly because we need another solid number two receiver don't get me wrong Quez Watkins had a great year but we we need another I think we need a big threat receiver to be honest because there's not really that big guy ever since we uh lost Alshon so I don't know I'd say corner probably linebacker receiver and I wouldn't be mad with like one of them being an alignment yeah, fair. Colton? Yeah, I mean, I think he hit it spot on. I see, like, the exact, almost the exact same players. I mean, it all depends because we, going into this draft, we are going to be super heavy on trades, it sounds like. And if somebody calls in and wants one of our picks, I think we're going to go for it. Um, and I think we potentially could trade up and if we do trade up, I could potentially see um, Kyle Hamilton as a big, big player. Um, if not, if we do keep all three picks, I think we're going defensive heavy for the first two and possibly offense. Um, O-line, I'm, I think we're going to take um, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. I see him as a – replacement for Kelsey yeah we've and then about him on the show for sure mm-hmm. yeah and then for edge I'm thinking David Ajabo yeah Ajabo Ajabo oh, we there. know we know that guy yeah so and a receiver honestly I'm thinking if we do try to use our um last pick in the first round I could see Chris Olave from Iowa, Ohio State as well. That's crazy because if you want to hear my three picks, who I think they're taking. Schmidt, we, we have the same three. I just want to let you know. Derek Stingley Jr., if he falls a little bit, I could see them taking a corner. And then, as you said, David Ajabu, I think he is really going to help that D-line, like you were saying. Um, like, age is starting to catch up with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. So having Ajabu would be quick first step and get some explosion on that quarterback that you guys need. And then my true favorite receiver in this draft, only because it's, like, personal, uh, Chris Olave for sure. He's a downfield threat, can run any round without tree, 4 three, nine speed, acceleration. You guys need it. 
And that's what I'm thinking. But it's funny you said that because I agree. Yeah, and then my three are the exact same thing. Thing 15, Derek Stingley. I think due to his injuries that he had in college, he's going to drop to 15, and that will give them a true opposite to D. Slay. Uh, 16, Ojabo. They were 31st in sacks last season, so they need help on the D-line. And that 19, I have them taking Chris Olave. Arguably the best receiver in the draft. Ran a four. Oh, wrong guy. Ran a four three nine, which is one of the better ones. And he's he's I think he is the best player on the or best receiver in the draft. He might not be the best teammates. There's a lot of rumors going around that he was last there first to leave at Ohio State, but I think he is the best player in this draft. That sorry, best receiver in this draft. You say he was last to leave first there. Uh, no, he was last there first to leave. That's the rumor right now. What do you mean? Like, like he didn't try? Like he was just kind of ready for the league and didn't care. I mean, he had a freshman quarterback, all that. I see what you mean. Yep. And sat out the Rose Bowl. But I think, I think this is kind of the new, he's one of the new age receivers where they have a great route tree, great hands, a lot of speed. Like you see it with Devontae Smith from the Eagles, Jay Judy from the Broncos, Jalen Waddell. Chase Jefferson it's just kind of like it's a do-it-all guy and team like you can't pass up on that no no absolutely not um so we're gonna round up this episode we're gonna ask uh these Eagles fans some questions about their teams and let's dive into it right away I'll ask Colton first Colton what player a moment when you were younger made you become a fan or what kind of what bona fide your Eagles love Cut. <laughs> I just move on. Ask Aiden. Uh, come back to me. Okay, Aiden. What player or moment made you become a fan as a kid? Gotta be D. Jax's miracle in the Meadowlands. I think it was part two they call it, but that was just legendary. Was that the punt return? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they could have punted it out of bounds, but D. Jax just. Took it to the crib. Coughlin wanted to beat the shit out of his punter. Mm-hmm, exactly. That was so. That was uh, that was such a classic. So I understand that one. Uh, Colton, what about you? Um, I mean, one of my favorite players is Brian Dawkins. I mean, just watching his highlights are insane. He's such a big hitter, and his intensity was just off the charts. And just looking back on all of that. Yeah, is he your favorite player all time? You'd say for the Eagles? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what about you, Aiden? Who's your favorite Eagles all time? It's got to be either Asante Samuel or Brian Westbrook for sure. I don't know. I was a big Brian Westbrook fan when I was younger, and then even my gamer tag had Asante Samuel in it, so I was a big Asante Samuel guy. So probably either one of those two. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, what about right now? Colton, who's your favorite player on the roster right now? Ooh. Got it. It's between Darius Slay, just because in high school I did play in DB, so kind of speaks to me a little bit there. And then – or Jason Kelsey, especially since this might be his last season. Yeah, tell me about his announcement you saw today. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was drinking He's from – He's tapping the keg? Yeah, tapping the keg. He is retiring from something and that he was – Full in on the Eagles because he's been having too much fun. That's what he's saying. He got everyone there for a second. Football oh, yeah. guy. What about you, Aiden? Who's your favorite player on the roster right now? Definitely got to be – honestly, I it's got to be Hurts or Smith right now. I'm just loving the new talent they have on the team, but I'm, I'm rocking with Hurts. Confident, confident. Got to be with your I quarterback. Like I like it too. Next question we got for you. If they could improve in one – if you can only improve one thing, what would it be? Honestly, probably the passing game. I mean, their running game's already great, but if I think if they can take that passing game to the next level, they can be dangerous in the NFC. What about you, Colton? I'm going a different route. I'd say linebacker. I think um, getting a new uh, defensive um, – middle would be great just to help with these um, big tight end threats and being able to clog the holes better 
something I'm I'm looking forward for. Maybe a little Bobby Wagner signing. Yeah, that'd be insane, honestly. Last question for you guys. Out of all the free agents left and everyone trades possible, I know Mr. Ridley's gone. That's who we wanted in Philadelphia. Out of all the free agents left, who would you want to see suiting up for the Eagles? Or trades. Or that's, trades. That's possible, not unrealistic. I mean, Bobby Wagner would be huge, but I don't see him landing to Philly. A more realistic would honestly be like – Marcus Williams from the Saints, he would be huge to have. I mean, I like McLeod and uh, Anthony Harris, but I think Marcus Williams would be huge. What about you, Colton, before we wrap this all up? I think Hassan Reddick, the end, I think he would be an instant improvement. Um, and I think he could be a little cheap, too. And I think bringing him in would be an instant impact to our D-line. So. Hell yeah. Well, we hope to see it. Uh, we'll be watching these Eagles closely. Um, I want to thank both of you for joining the show. Uh, it was a good time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us on here. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was fun. Jaden, you want to wrap it up? I haven't let you do that, but it's your turn. Thank you. About time. All right. That's all we have here today on the show, folks. This will be coming out probably Saturday or Friday. Next up, we will have the AFC South with an in- with an in-person interview with Aiden's brother, Archie Patrice. We're really excited. Thank you both for coming on. Have a great day.